And this is one key area that I want to stress is that we don't just dive deep into the things that you want to do. Okay, so I've got this vision. I, I love everything about this vision. And so now I'm just going to go for it. I think what's super important is that you prototype, that you test some ideas. Hey, uh, it's Lynette and welcome to This Is 50, Freedom Through Passions. On this episode, it's a pretty special episode for me. I am inviting my daughter, Haley Schoenfeld, to just have a little conversation about the impacts of COVID and what um, what sort of prompted me to start living my encore life. So uh, welcoming Haley Schoenfeld to the studio for an intimate conversation about my personal journey on my What's Next. So enjoy the episode. Hi, Haley. How are you? Good. How are you, Mom? Or should I say Lynette? Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely say Mom. Um, yeah, so everybody that's listening, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, this is Haley Schoenfeld. She's my daughter. And we're just going to really have like an intimate conversation about uh, specifically the pandemic and the impacts it had on me and the things that it really motivated, motivated me to get going. So... Haley's just going to rapid fire some questions and we're just going to have a conversation. Sounds good. So everyone listening probably knows a little bit less than I do in terms of your your experiences and kind of what you were facing at the start of the pandemic. Maybe it'd be helpful if you kind of explained where you were standing in March 2020 and what were you feeling um, and, and essentially where were you? Right. So in March 2020, uh, we all got impacted for sure. Our lives changed for probably forever. Um, I was in Toronto. Uh, I was living in a building that uh, I was, uh, I felt that was a bit of a high risk building. My son uh, was just sort of better for my son at the time, well, our, your brother, um, to go and live with his dad. And so um, just so that we weren't going back and forth and, and so we chose to have him over there. And so I was there alone in this building in, on the 59th floor, um, getting quite frankly, pretty lonely. And I think I, I went through a whole mix of emotions where I was, uh, I felt like I, in some ways was mourning a death, um, beyond just kind of the impacts of what COVID had done to a, my investment portfolio, um, my contract work, um, you know, moving my son or your brother to, to go and live with his dad. I was there alone at the age of, you know, 52 years old, wondering like, what is next for me? And I remember lying in bed uh, one morning and looking up at the ceiling going, holy cow, I've spent my entire life raising two kids, you and your brother, full-time for 18 years. And I realized that I had not made a plan for me. Um, I always just thought that in my 50s, I don't know, I just thought life would just take care of itself and you would just keep going on with life and you would do the stereotypical things like, um, you know, maybe retire, you know, play golf, those types of things. But I wasn't ready to retire and I certainly wasn't um, in a situation where I wanted to go play golf or anything like that. So I, I had to do a lot of soul searching at that point. So that's kind of where I was at in March of 2020. And that carried me pretty much um, 
that feeling carried with me for about six months until I could really figure out what I wanted to do for my second chapter, my what's next. Did you ever feel like during that time you had more in you, that you had more to live, more life to experience, or did you feel like you had a clear plan of what you knew you wanted for the rest of your life? You know, that's a really good question. I definitely know I love doing what I do, and most of that it was focused on my day job where I would help organizations uh, do transformation, digital transformations, which is a lot to do with people change. Um, when I was sitting there trying to figure out my what's next, and I guess in some ways I didn't know I was taking advantage of uh, a six-month break in my work, um, I, I really sort of thought to myself, okay, well, what would I do if this was an organization that I was helping uh, do do their work, uh, do their digital transformation. So I did this. I took that same framework and I applied it to myself. And so during that process, I realized that I have so much to offer, and I got super clear on my purpose. And I know that sometimes, you know, when people say, "Oh, I don't know what my purpose is," it can kind of come across a little bit cliche, or you know, sort of like, "Oh, you know, here's our purpose," but. I, I, I really worked myself through a framework, the same framework that I take organizations through, and I applied it to myself. It was so enlightening to realize that two things. One is I, I, I took myself through, well, what, what kind of skills do I have and what do I do every day? And and, and then I realized, okay, I, I'm really happy. That, that kind of work fulfills me, but I feel like I can make a bigger impact and when I thought about it I thought there had to have been like a million women just like me you know single mom for 18 years I, I really coined myself as a mom hustler somebody that just all I focused on were you know making sure that I had enough money to put food on the table and pay my mortgage and and then you know take care of kids and I was able to you know, really sort of think through, like, there's got to be a million women who could use um, a very similar process that I took myself through to find, figuring out what my, what my next is. So that, for you, when, when you ask, like, do I have more in me? I definitely have more in me. I have, uh, I've shifted my focus a little bit where I want to spend more time helping women just like me get through a, a difficult time when we hit, uh, the age of 50, we tend to, um, you know, we, it, it, it's, it's an amazing thing that happens in your 50s. So much happens that you are, you sort of feel it's with, with, it's not within your control. And, you know, having a process, a step-by-step process or a framework to, to work through sort of what can you do next? How do you keep yourself fulfilled? Um, is, you know, it's, it's a really great thing, actually. Yeah. So. Wow, that's really powerful. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to feeling the way that you were feeling um, early days in the pandemic and even just figuring out, like, what do I do? Where do I even go from here? But I know you to be a planner. And so I know that you never make a decision without a plan, assessing your options. Even professionally, you kind of went through a little bit of a you know, wrote down your skills, but can you talk about how you did that personally? Like you probably were also feeling a bit directionless in terms of where you wanted to go 
personally in your life. And so how did you, how did you create a plan and how did you really assess your options in that side of things? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, the first thing I did was I took myself through a bit of a bucket assessment. So how full is my bucket in, you know, 10 or 15 key areas, um, which might have been a little bit like too many areas to think about. But I, I looked at things like, where was I in terms of my friend network? Where was I at in terms of my business network? And where was I in just generally speaking in community? And I, and then like, where was I being fulfilled in my work? Where was I being fulfilled in my personal life? And I, 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 I did this sort of bucket assessment where it was like, am I full, half full or, or, or empty? And then I took those areas that were empty and I sat down and I, I, I worked through exactly what had I been doing over the years to help, um, you know, fulfill me in those areas. And what I realized is I had not focused on them at all. I had not made any goals in those areas. And so I took one key area and I really worked on that. And one of those areas was um, community where I felt like I really didn't have a really strong community around me um, beyond just, you know, my you know, 10 closest girlfriends kind of thing. And so I, I, I sat down and then I, I realized, I, well, I kind of worked through like, well, what could I do to increase my community? What kind of community do I want to build? And I just kind of worked through sort of brainstorming ideas around that. And then I, I took and I prototyped um, a couple of options. Um, and one was to, to start a mastermind group of like-minded women who are all starting uh, online businesses. And so I put it out there in a Facebook group um, that I belong to, and I, I called it the early birds. And I just like, I'm, I'm starting this mastermind group. I need accountability partners. I want to build a community of like-minded women who are all, you know, working towards a common goal. And, you know, I had 12 people uh, raise their hand in that Facebook group and said, hey, I'd love to join your group. And you know that I fast forward a year and we still meet. I mean, there, there's been a couple of people that have fallen off, um, but we have eight uh, regular people. Actually, in fact, I just finished um, our Tuesday morning session. Um, and so that, that for me has been super fulfilling. And um, well, actually, there'll be, there'll be quite a few of them that will be on the podcast with me. So Motivating, so, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So I'm sure people, you know, listening to you also take, you know, take your approach and they say, wow, how did Lynette even know to do this? What would you give um, in terms of advice or um, say to someone who doesn't really have an idea of what they want to do or even have, you know, items to put down on a piece of paper in terms of what they think they're good at or what they even think they want in their life? What would you tell someone who doesn't really have a sense of even one direction to go into. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. So the process that I took myself through, and then in fact, I've taken other women now through that same process who have actually made some radical changes in their life. I would say the key steps are getting really clear on what do you like to do? And that translates into eventually your purpose in life. So getting clear on the things that you like to do um, and then setting a vision for yourself. And one thing that um, I do with uh, that while I'm mentoring these women 
is it's not just creating a vision board or one particular vision, it's creating three vision stories where, you know, let's say you, you make a change, but only just a small change. So what's your next three years going to look like as if you were in your life currently? And then the next story is, what is your life currently with a couple of modifications? So if you really kind of went after the things that you wanted to do, and then what does your life look like? Complete radical change, whether it's quit your job or, you know, stand up a business or whatever, what does it look like? And then from there, and this is one key area that I want to stress is that we don't just dive deep into the things that you want to do. Okay, so I've got this vision. I, I love everything about this vision. And so now I'm just going to go for it. I think what's super important is that you prototype, that you test some ideas. And this is a concept that we we don't do. We all, we, we think, oh, okay, I'm going to just start this business and then I get started. And yeah, yeah and, and, and it's, it's kind of shooting from the hip. And I don't recommend doing that. I really recommend taking an idea and really nurturing that idea, um, sort of writing out kind of what does it look like, working with other people in your network to pitch that idea and get some, you know, some clarification on those ideas and then starting to test it. And the reason why I say test it versus go, go for it and implement it is because you can then pivot easier. And for me, I've had this, like, you know, yourself, you and your brother know that for the past eight years, I've had this moose pickle acronym that I've lived my life by and there's each each acronym each each letter in that acronym stands for something but the there's two O's in moose pickle and one O was ocean living and I remember when I was going through taking myself through this process uh, of figuring out what's next for me and, and what am I going to do Something in the back of my mind as I was working through all the things that I was doing was I actually could start to execute on this ocean living, the one O in Moose Bickle. And that's when I took action towards it. I didn't set out to say, okay, I'm absolutely moving to ocean living and that's permanent. It was, I'm going to go out and I'm going to test this concept. So as you know, a year ago, I tested the concept of ocean living and I have been doing it now for the past year. And I feel super happy about that because it's a win that I can celebrate. And it was something that I thought, I'm just going to go and try it. And if it doesn't work, I'm okay. And I'll, I'll come back okay. and, and live yeah. my, my, my previous life kind of thing. So. Right. Wow. That's super inspiring. And also um, a good example and a clear example of you testing out, you know, your strategy. Um, okay, so last question I have for you is now that you've kind of taken us through where you were at the start of the pandemic, you know, how you went about your process, because, you know, some people probably didn't know that all this was happening behind the scenes. They probably just saw Lynette before the cocoon and Lynette in the butterfly state as you are today. So what would you give someone standing in your shoes today um, advice on, you know, making the next step or even... What would you want people to know about you today that it took you, you know, a year and a half, even two years to find out? 
Oh boy, we don't have enough time for all of that. No, I'm joking. Um, I think the number one thing is I know that I, people have told me that I come across very confident, but I have a lot of internal conflicts as well. So I'm not always confident, but what I have is resiliency. I don't know where I learned that from, um, but I've learned to fall down. When I fall down, I pick up. I pick myself up and I can just keep going. And anybody who knows me, the people that love me the most and know me will will tell you that that is probably one of my biggest strengths is the ability to just keep going. Like just, I, I don't, and I don't know where I get that from. Um, but every day I just tell myself, you know, to have the courage to keep going. I'm genuinely a confident person, um, but it's probably mostly because I don't really let noise around me affect me um i i it's not that i as you know i think probably more often about other people than i do myself um but the the journey over the past um you know since 2020 march 2020 is i really went within i i i i went within myself I practice a lot of meditation. Um, I talk to my angels every single day. Um, I'm always uh, looking for opportunities to continually grow myself. Um, and so I would say that you have to let go of the gremlin in your head, that thing. People call it the ego, people call it whatever noise, whatever, those voices in your head that tell you you can't, you're not good enough, um, that's a crazy idea, you'll never be able to accomplish that. And you really have to just trust in yourself that you can put yourself through anything and that you will come out at the other end in a good way. Like you think about, I mean, we hear it all the time, think about all those things you used to worry about and did they actually happen? And in most cases, they didn't. So I think it's pushing through uh, the the mental game that you play with yourself, the stories that you tell yourself, um, and and just going in flow. I've never really been a going in flow person, as you said earlier in the podcast. I'm a planner, and but one thing I've realized is that I no longer look at the end of the path as my you know, my journey, I look at the path as my journey. And it's been really great because when, because I do that now, I'm more in flow with where I'm going. So for example, I had a layover uh, one time during my trip uh, from La Paz, Mexico to Mexico City, where it was going to be a 30 hour layover to get myself back to Canada. And the normally the old Lynette would have been like, oh, okay, well, 30 hours, oh my God, what am I going to do for 30 hours? And then, and just taking the 30 hours and maybe like got a hotel for the night and then flown home. But because I'm in flow now and I'm less about the destination and more about the journey, I ended up staying in Mexico City for five days. Wow. And it was the best thing I ever did for myself because it opened me up to a whole different world. I've never been there before. And now you, you as... Me up to a whole different world. Yeah, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't for you, so... 
That's right. So you're you're in Mexico City now. You're working there because you were in Flow. And because I was in Flow, there you go. And and you know it's really interesting that you're saying that because that's what I hope. I hope that my journey inspires other people to do the things that they want to do. It doesn't necessarily mean travel or online offers or all that kind of stuff are are what they want. But I want people to see me as a bit of a muse, the one that they say, well, if Lynette is doing it, I can do it. And that would be, that, that, that fills me. And that is, that's, that's what I want. That's your purpose. Wow. That's incredible. And I think you're already doing that just by the outpouring of support that I've been hearing. Um, you know, people writing into you, telling them, or telling you that you've really inspired them to think differently about their lives. So I think that's really incredible. And I think what you're doing is really brave, but at the same time, not so brave because you're doing something for yourself for once. So really proud of you. Well, thank you. I love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> and your brother, of course, because if he's listening <laughs> to this, he'll want to hear that too. <laughs> Hi, Carter. Hi, Carter. Well, thanks, Haley. I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure that we're going to have you Bye. Or be in this conversation. Well, well, yeah, I'm not going to take that to your back. boss and, yeah. and, and let them know that you did well today. So. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, so I, I definitely want to have you back. I think that we can dive a little deeper into, you know, what single motherhood looked like growing up. There's you so know, many questions on and, the table for sure. Yeah, lots of questions. So thank you for taking the time. Love you. and uh, Love you always.